The following opinions and ideas are that of the host and or contributors of the Eat This podcast and are for the purposes of general information and entertainment only and do not necessarily reflect the thoughts or ideas of the distributor. Sorry, you said balls in a row and ducks in the air? What did you say? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's it. (laughs) It's not how we roll. (laughs) Keep all the balls in the air. And when you do that, then all the ducks remain in a row until they get get hit on the head with all the balls falling. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, there's ducks and there's balls. Broadcasting to the world from inside her closet and high above the streets of Toronto, this is Eat This with Leanne. Here's your host, registered nutritionist, Leanne Philipson. A listener came in via email from Janice, and she asked, I'm hearing of colds going around. Can you help tell me what to stock my fridge with that'll help my family to stay well? How simple is that, Chris? Like, isn't that awesome? Sure. I love that. She's just bringing it all back to food. Yeah. And so I think let's help her out today with that. Well, and, and everyone else. That's kind of what you do. So the, this should be easy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and I and I love questions like this because while I press forward and think about the vagus nerve and I think about, you know, the genetics that we talked about last week with Dr. B, this is like everyday stuff. So we really do love getting your questions. Colds and flu seasons, well, it's kind of all around the corner now, but more important to be as proactive as possible and boosting our immunity to keep ourselves as healthy as possible. Now, colds and flus have been around for centuries and despite all the measures to keep any kind of virus at bay, which is what's been our life over almost the past two years, there's still stuff flying around. If you work in an office like I do, then hearing someone sneeze or blow their nose from being stuffed up, well, you just kind of go, ooh, what's that all about? Someone in my office lately, she's had hay fever, like just so stuffed up and it just sounds so painful. I mean, it is November after all. You just kind of just take stock for a moment and just think, hmm, okay, what's my reaction like? Now, not all sickness leads to the same conclusion. And now that we're living in a world where a lot of the restrictions we've been living in are starting to relax, especially where we are, Chris, then I'm hearing more and more from my clients who've got kids in daycare or people who are going back to the office that, you know, those just fairly typical stuffed up nose and colds, run of the mill kind of things. Well, they're flying around again. So thank you, Janice, for your question, because there are some simple, healthy steps that can keep us strong this coming winter. Now, not everybody will be listening to this necessarily as you go into winter. And for people who are down under, let's say, then you're going into summer. But just put this in your back pocket for when it's time. I know some people will they head off to the pharmacy and they stock up, they grab the cold and flu meds and they don't really kind of head to the grocery aisle to look for help to support their immune system. That is the best idea I've heard all week. 
Now, I love the angle of prevention that Janice brought up because, well, it's not so sexy to avoid the sweet treats in vain in the vein of being proactive about your immunity. And while you and your family breeze through the season thinking, oh, I haven't had anything, you know, any of my favorite treats of late. Well, let's talk about some stuff so that you can hopefully thank yourself. How would it be to feel better about eating the good foods and reap the benefits of more energy, maybe some clear skin, better sleep or more? While those benefits feel and look good, the immune system is the backbone of our health. So today on Eat This with Leanne, let's talk about what you can get from your fridge to help boost your immunity. Yo, immunity, let's kick it. In case it's been a little while since you were in a biology class and need a refresher about your immune system, well, that's the army that's on alert for the first sign of any kind of foreign invader, a bacteria, virus, or a parasite that's just kind of knocking on your door, heading up your nose, into your eye, or anything like that. And in order for the immune system to work properly and cohesively for this army to be super strong, it needs to have the right nutrients. That includes vitamin A, C, E, all of those B vitamins that I'm talking about all the time for energy. They also are needed for the immune system, including B12 and also folic acid. There are minerals like zinc that's talked about so much in the realm of immunity, but then also copper, which if you have those two out of balance, then that can be a bit of a problem. So it's finding the sweet spot in there. Now, having all these on board can allow the immune system to function by producing the lymphocytes. Those are one of some of the cells that are needed. Increase what are called NK or natural killer cell activity and produce antibodies. And that's what helps to like go after the particular virus that you've got in your body. Now, inadequate nutrition would be like kind of sending the troops off to war when they're not nourished enough and they've kind of been on a bit of a hunger strike, which can actually happen sometimes when they don't have the nutrients. So Janice, let's end for everybody else, actually. Let's do, let's run down on what you can do to help support you and your family and just get a little bit of a picture of what the inside of your fridge can look like and also your freezer. I use my freezer tons at this time of year. So first off, nourishment, well, that can come from broth and soup. I don't know about you, but I've been, I've swapped all my greens and my huge salads and it's all going into a pot now into a soup. Did you know that the maker of cold FX tried to encapsulate chicken noodle soup because of its immune supportive properties and how it can dissipate or digest mucus? So mucus is the first line of defense. That's where the stuffed up nose comes from. And you just think, oh, God, can I just, you know, suck it out of my head or can I just pull it out of my lungs, which is what happens when you're coughing so much. Wait, wait. So so the the mucus is a line of defense. That's your body's way of dealing dealing with the virus. Yep. It creates the mucus to what? Protect? To grab it. To hold on to it. So you get a stuffed up nose because something has gone up your nose. I mean, it's just a first line of defense. When you look at a baby, for instance, all they do is produce mucus, whether it's in their stool, whether it's, you know, their nose, in their ears, maybe they've got a cough. I mean, we do it. We do it, too. But the innate immune system up to around seven years of age in a child is just there are one big mucus producing machine. Yeah. Then 
at about age seven, it changes. And then we really get into a different kind of uh, immune system, it's called really. And the mucus production is really, really important. So notice when you get a stuffed up nose, when you're clearing your throat all the time, that's something that I hear a lot of people do is they're constantly clearing their throat. It's because you've got some mucus going on there. So what is it that's contributing to that? Is it a food sensitivity? Is it that you're a little bit run down? You know, there's all sorts of situations that can come from that situation, from that um yeah, just from that excess mucus production and what can help to digest it or to dissipate the mucus just comes from broth. That's why the formulator of cold FX said I'd really first off, I didn't put ginseng in it, which is what is in uh, cold FX. I started with trying to encapsulate chicken noodle chicken soup. noodle soup. Yeah. <laughs> right. Isn't that cool? Trying to stuff okay. all those noodles into that little box. So that would have been hard, right. Right. That would have been really, really tough. <laughs> Here, have a capsule of noodles. Here's a little, here's another capsule. Take three capsules a day, one, one of each. Here's the chicken, here's the noodles, and here's the broth. And then just ma- mix it all up. It'll be, it'll look good in your belly once it all gets in there, right? <laughs> so in my book, Sprout Right Family Food, I've got an awesome recipe of how to make meat broth, I call it. So that would be a tremendous thing to make a huge batch of. And then you just throw that into the freezer. And I always leave a little bit out when I make a nice big batch because I like to sometimes drink it just from a mug, which sometimes sounds really odd, but it is incredibly soothing. It offers tons of protein, hydration, minerals, and also some fat to keep going when maybe you don't have as much of an appetite and you just don't want fancy drinking water anymore at that time. So incredibly supportive to gut health and everything else. So what do you do? How do you uh, package the broth? Do you put it in individual containers and then into the freezer so that they come out in serving sizes? So I've done a whole bunch of different things. So you sometimes when my kids were younger and I would only need a small amount, then I put them in, I put it in ice cube trays and then put it in the freezer okay. and then had cubes of depending on how much I needed or to add to their food. And then I kind of got into the before the whole plastic thing happened, right? Then then it was like, oh, put it into freezer bags. Well, I don't do that anymore. And have some, I think they're silicone bags that almost have like a little slide on thing at the top. So Mm -hmm. that's another, another way of doing it. But my favorite way is I have found some mason jars, some glass mason jars that are just tall, straight up. They don't, you know, bend in at the top like normal, mm-hmm. because I I always found that when I uh, when I needed broth, then I would try and defrost the outside, and you can't get that big chunk of ice out of it in the middle. So it came out of desperation of I need this broth right now. So I found these jars that are straight up and don't have the angle at the, at the top. So how do you defrost? How do you defrost it then? Is it in the microwave? Is it in in a pot on the stove? How do you do it? No. So ideally you take it out of the freezer and also top tip is that you leave a good inch from the top because it's going to expand. Right. I have broken so many glass jars because I overfilled it. And then as it freezes, it expands and then that's it. You've lost the whole thing because the whole thing breaks. So, and don't put the lid on before it's frozen. So everything goes into the freezer with the lid off nice and, you know, it's a bit tricky because it's liquid, but it goes in and then I put the, and then I'll, I'll screw a lid on once it's frozen. When I take it out, 
Ideally, you can put it on the side or, or in the fridge overnight. That's best case scenario. Uh, or I'll take it out. I'll run it under hot water just around the around the edge so that it might come out. But you got to do that for a little while. I have been known to do like a double boiler type thing. Small saucepan, yep. water, put the jar in in the middle, just put it on low. And then eventually in about probably 15 minutes or so, then it's all defrosted enough that I can put it somewhere else or just leave it there till it's completely defrosted. Okay. Yeah, that's the most annoying part I find with soups, especially yeah. soups, sauces, anything that you put in the freezer, you end up throwing it in one big bowl, you throw it in the freezer. And then when you want some, you got to pull the whole darn thing out again. And then well, you, I know you, it. you end up wasting a ton. So you do. And if it's not the straight up and down mason jar, then you can't get it out fast enough because you just want to have lunch or you want to have it for dinner or whatever. And I've done that, obviously, over the years. You can tell that I kind of refined my process. <laughs> so just see, just just find these straight up and down mason jars. They're not they're not massive, but they definitely have saved the day many times. So yeah, that's that one. I like this idea. All right, moving on to probiotic rich foods. You had to know that I was going to bring this one up, is such a great way to support your immunity because about 80% of your immune system resides in your gut. And the more beneficial bacteria that lives in your gut, the more you're supporting your immunity. And we've heard this over and over again. And even in episode 94 last week with Dr. B talking to us about you know, I talked about the gut brain connection so many times, but how your genetics are impacted by your gut microbiome. I mean, that was just another mind blowing situation. So this all kind of comes into that as well. So fermented foods like plain local Ontario yogurt, that's where we live. And that's what I tend, that's what I go for is a great pre and probiotic rich food that can be included in your diet and offer the beneficial bacteria that your gut loves so much. You can also add to your list miso. That's really great. Just stirred into boiling water or hot water actually is probably best. Kimchi, if you're into spicy stuff. And then, of course, kefir, another tremendous dairy that is rich in probiotics. Taking a supplement, well, that's also part of my recommendation and in my immune boosting package. Um, and I did let Janice know about this when I replied to her because she had asked and also what supplements. I just wanted to focus a little bit more on food in this particular episode. Now, vitamin D, this has got to be on your radar as part of your daily routine. And did you know that vitamin D, I just read a study, can help our bodies combat infection and help to prevent the development of autoimmune disease? Now, just mind-blowing because that's not rheumatoid arthritis. Even celiac is seen as, as a bit more of an autoimmune disease in in more recent research. So, the, so there's a lot to this. The studies just generally that have come out about the importance of vitamin D over the past, I don't know, Chris, like, I'm, you know, I've known about vitamin D for over 20 years, but mm. sort of more mainstream stuff, would you say it's like five, eight? Yeah, maybe, maybe. In the last decade, I would say that yeah. I've it's been on my mind or I've heard a lot of outside sources, media sources talking about the the brilliance of vitamin D. We don't get enough vitamin D. We don't get enough sunshine in our lives, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And also, of course, because of as soon as we start slathering on all of the um, sunscreen, all of the sunscreen yeah. which is also important. But, you know, it's like, which one do you do? It's, it's like, I'm not really sure. <laughs> all right. Do I want cancer or do I want to be happy? Which is it? Uh, it's not that I don't understand your perspective. It's just that your perspective <laughs> is dumb. 
All right. So <laughs> we know the importance of vitamin D. It's been talked about a lot and it is quite mind blowing. And our body actually uses calcium, one of vitamin D's best buddies, to signal the release of white blood cells to fight disease and inflammation. That's just one thing that vitamin D does. So how are you going to keep it up? How are you going to keep up this vitamin D level? Because here in Canada, where we are, from about October through to April, the sun really is not strong enough for our bodies to rely on as a source of enough vitamin D, sunscreen or not. Foods to stock up that are really good for your D include dairy. And so you know where to start. Milk, well, that's a really good source of vitamin D and provides about 13% of our daily vitamin D needs, according to an RDA. So then you can start to look for other food sources to top that up again, like D-fortified yogurt and cheese. And then, of course, we've got mushrooms. That's uh, sort of from the plant kingdom, more where we're going to get that from. Now, in episode 63, Three. Do you remember, Chris, when we talked to our Ontario dairy farmer, John Van Dyke, from his farm, Spectrum Acres, near Stratford, Ontario? Yep, yep well, definitely. That was all about the A2 milk. And this is where I learned about the importance of choosing local dairy. And also, I just, you know, I think I've always loved knowing where my food comes from and the farmers and, and what's going on behind it. That's kind of like, you know, my inquisitive mind. There's a store that I shop at because when I go in there, I know that the owner has talked to the farmers. And I think that that's so important. And also, of course, the local movement as well. So from there, that's where I learned about there's like a little blue cow when you pick up anything that's local and from the area where we are from Ontario. So what ends up in my fridge is from uh, the local Ontario dairy farmers. And that makes me feel better because I know that it hasn't traveled so far and I'm supporting local. So I've been searching out a whole bunch of different A2 variety dairies since recording that episode. And because I think what I took away from that, Chris, was that John was just such an the ultimate testament to that. And he had nine kids, didn't he? Right. Who also thought the same thing. So yeah. I was like, wow, okay then. This is just yeah. He was really impactful. I thought that was I thought that was really great. So head back to episode 63 if you want to hear a little bit more about what John had to say. As soon as John brings up the word gut rot, I know exactly what he's talking about. Right? Exactly. Right? He said, like, man, we were milking a thousand cows and I got gut rot and I'm out in the barn and it's just the wrong place for gut rot. And I'm and in my mind, I'm going, you know what? Yeah. Yeah, I could see that on a Saturday morning. That would be the worst thing ever. So if anything, right, I can relate to that and go, you know what? I need to get some of John's milk. That's right. Well, that's, that's it. A little, a little side story to that, too. Uh, Boris at MC Dairy says, back in the day, if a guy was hung over from the night before from too much of that hard alcohol, they yeah. would actually say, take the kefir, and it would, it would remedy this problem. So... That, okay. Wow. Yeah. Just, John's just bring, to, bringing them out. I like this. It. How do we, we might uh, have to test it. I don't how know. Do you, how do you spell that, John? Kefir. Is that with a K or a C? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, Chris is on it. He's got he's got yeah. his next remedy. We need to add that into the what is booze do to your body listen. episode.
Today on Eat This with Leanne, let's talk about what you can get from your fridge to help boost your immunity. Okay, now to move on to packing your fridge with protein, vitamin, and nutrient-rich foods to really help support the immune system. So other than the everything that I've talked about already, the Ontario local dairy, your shopping list needs to have tons of colorful foods. That can be like greens, like broccoli or spinach, your favorite salad greens, even green beans. And frozen is also just fine here too. We had someone, um, I had someone, Chris, email in and say about when we talked about packaged foods mm-hmm. and said, what about those foods that are in the plastic that you then throw into the microwave. What's that all about? And I just really tried to steer her back towards, you know, your typical broccoli that's frozen, peas that are frozen, green beans that are frozen, rather than sort of a meal in a bag type of situation. So we're talking about two different situations here because, yeah, that's a bit on the package side, whereas any frozen uh, frozen fruit or even vegetables actually a great thing to have in your freezer. What do they add to the frozen vegetables? What do they add to those? Anything in specific, like the stir fries and things that you're talking about where you can get them in the family size packs. I mean, I'm sure they're loaded with sodiums and things like that. Uh, You can, you can taste it, which is why I got away with it. The minute I was able to make enough money to buy my own food. Um, But yeah, what do they put into the, into the frozen vegetables? I've never looked. Really nothing as far as I'm aware. Yeah. A lot of the, a lot of the time it's just flash frozen. So they pick it and then it gets into the freezer as quickly as possible. So, you know, it's not like you're out there picking blueberries in December. So (laughs) it's a great way to be able to, you know, to take, you know, to take that on all year round. So really make the most of that, that of the supermarket where you're going to find your fruits and vegetables that are just frozen because yeah, it's, it makes, it makes your life easier. Actually, the other night I made dinner and I was thinking, oh, I don't really have any colors going on on this plate here. I think there was some sausage and, and uh, some squash and some mushrooms actually, which were delicious. And then I thought, oh, I don't even have any green beans in the freezer just to kind of jazz it up. So it was like that kind of situation, which would have been perfect. Yeah. There's nothing more frustrating than throwing out the fresh vegetables because I I didn't get to them in time. You know, yeah. that and so you feel so great coming out of the grocery store. It was just just the other day. My wife and I, we loaded the top of the cart with fresh vegetables. Yep. And the first thing we said when we were cashing out was we're never going to eat this much vegetable. Oh, we're boy. not going to get to it. We're going to end up throwing half you? of it. Out. No, we, we, well, we're still working on it. OK. You know, but it, it, there's the step from. Uh, understanding the process to applying the process, right? We understand right. that that those vegetables are what we and our kids need, right? Yep. And now applying it to say, okay, every night, every day, we got to make sure we're taking some of this and using it as part of the meal. That's right. Right. And that's yep. the hardest part. That's the biggest leap in, in anyone's busy life is. And so, yep. so we get, so we don't, we aren't in the process of standing over the green bin crying as we throw out the, you know, the mushy yeah. cucumber and the. <laughs> yes, exactly. The cauliflower like that's gone brown, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. Yep. Go to the fridge. <laughs> what have we got and what can we, you know, oh. what can we, 
what can we add in? And yeah. I think the next the next day, I found a, some broccoli buried at the bottom of the uh, of the crisper. I was like, oh, we could use that to jazz up the plate. Right? <laughs> my, like I didn't need my, anything frozen. <laughs> my poor father, he'd just be turning in his grave, going, I, "You're throwing out food. Yeah, you yeah. paid perfectly good money for that food. What are you doing? Eat it." Yeah. Sorry, Dad, I'm not eating the mushy cucumber. <laughs> no, and that's a tough one to get around because as soon as it starts to go fuzzy, oh. it's like, oh, I just can't have it, right? I, it's like almost effervescent. I don't mind I don't mind my puppies fuzzy. I don't mind uh, yes. uh, even my face fuzzy, but I will not eat fu- fuzzy vegetables. Fuzzy vegetables. It's not good. <laughs> uh, all right, so hopefully in your basket of goodies, Chris, you had some peppers of all colors. You had some vitamin C-rich sweet potato, mushrooms, well, they contain vitamin D, beta carotene that turns to vitamin A that's rich in your bright orange carrots, immune supportive, the onions, the garlic, the ginger and even mm. turmeric root, which mm-hmm. is so anti-inflammatory. Those benefits, it can be added into soups, into stews. You, you know, people just don't even know where you can put that stuff. And then, of course, having berries, fruits, uh, kiwi, apples, pears, lemons, limes, all of those hanging around, like you said, you look at it and you think, okay, what can I do with this? I'll put a squeeze of lemon onto something. Or if you've bought some avocados, then throw that in or do the do the lemon and put that into uh, into your water in the morning. Or if you've got too many lemons, I bought a huge thing of lemons, which were like in the discounty section one day. And then I squeezed them all and I put them in an ice cube tray. Smart. And that's great. Yeah. And that's great. So yep. I've always got lemon instead of buying the bottle of. And there we go. That's all I had to do. All right, so some protein-rich foods to help your immunity more than you realize would include to stock up on some oily fish and also some poultry so that you can make some stock or broth, and then you can eat some of that meat too. Dairy, which not only contains protein, but also vitamin D, well, that's, uh, that's important for the immune system and you know talked about over and over again with that vitamin D to do with respiratory health and also is a really good source of protein. So again, back overall immunity. It's just, you know, I'd say this at the end of every podcast, just one mouthful at a time. It's all these little mouthfuls that add up to it. Focusing on um, having, you know, maybe it's milk that you've got, maybe it's yogurt, maybe it's cheese, those mushrooms. Again, your vitamin D status just needs that ultimate boost along with the protein to really help and support your body's immunity. So that's all about what to have in your fridge and what to cook with. But then there's also what to leave on the shelf that I know is just calling out your name as you're walking around the supermarket. So rather than heading to the cookie aisle, which for whatever reason, well, you People who've listened to this before know know of my shortbread. I haven't talked about shortbread for a while, have I? No. I don't seem to be in, in a shortbread phase at the moment. I still have it hanging around, but it's not my go-to at the moment. I wish I could but- get out of my shortbread phase. I'm Still hoping. Maybe by the time I reach 50, I'll be out of my shortbread phase. (laughs) Well, I'm 50 and it's still going strong. So, you know, anyway, so talking about shortbread, if that's your go to or whatever it looks like, then maybe go open my book or just search on social media because there's this recipe somewhere for my chocolate chip 
cookie recipe. It's based on oats, super low in sugar, and kids love to make this, of course, get kids involved. So Janice, get your family involved in all of in making all of this. So my in my award-winning, haven't said that for a while either, Spurt Right <laughs> Family Food <laughs> book, then you'll be able to find that. You can also make a double batch of them and freeze them just in case, well, depending if they get inhaled or not, depends on the time of day when you make them. There are truthfully so quick and really, really yummy. There's also an immune boosting soup that's based on my meat broth with lots of ginger and garlic. And it just is so delicious and is so much better when you're making it from scratch than trying to use the stock cubes or store-bought cans or Tetra packs of broth, because really it's a lot more flavoring that's going in there than the actual oomph that we need to help dispel that mucus. I also have a creamy sweet potato immune boosting soup over on leannephillipson.com for you to try out. And remember when I said that sweet potatoes were a really good food to include? Well, right there, you have something that you can easily make for you and your family. And then use those lovely mason jars, those straight up and down mason jars to go ahead and freeze it. Now, paying special attention to the sweet treats, like, Chris, your favorite ice cream, Mm -hmm. because I know that that's your go-to. Making something like my fruity frozen yogurt at home as a tasty alternative, well, that can check your vitamin D box because you're using the yogurt and increase the colors with more antioxidants. And that just eases up on the more sugary options that typically can be out there. There's a recipe in the show notes on leannephillipson.com, but I have to say it would really, it would, I think it would have to pass your test, Chris, you know, uh, does this stand up to, I also have a, a, an ice cream recipe in my book too, though. Yeah. And, and uh, I haven't tried it yet. I should, and you know what? I I can all, I, I'm I'm one of those guys who I I'll I can enjoy just about anything. So I think I'll right. enjoy it. I really do. Yeah. It's a matter of whether or not I want to do the little bit of work necessary in order to get there. Because now, in my defense, I'm not the only one who loves ice cream because they have an entire aisle dedicated to it in the store. So obviously, Quite. if that it's aisle was, yeah, if it was just for me, that's a bit <laughs> overkill. Uh, so obviously, there are a few other people out there who enjoy a few dairy treats from time to time. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So when I'm in that mood and I'm in that mood a lot at night, late, right, sitting in bed, mm-hmm. right, and the stomach starts to grumble, my brain starts to you know, get noisy, formulate cravings. Yeah. Suddenly, suddenly <laughs> when I, well, when I focus, when I, when I Uber focus just on, Ooh, you know, what would be good right now. When I oh, get into right. that frame of mind, everything else goes away. Right. It's almost like having a permanent brain freeze and it freezes yeah. all of the, the ugly bad things in my head. And right. then I just focus on the ice cream and the cookie dough mm-hmm. and the caramel mm-hmm. and the, Oh my God. Okay. So we got to hurry up here. <laughs> Because (laughs) you now have an appointment with the freezer. I'm all of a sudden getting very warm. (laughs) It's too hot in here. Uh I'm sorry. No, you know what? I I will will try your yogurt and I will try your ice cream. I promise I'll do it. Okay. All right. And then he's going to report back. So Janice, tune back in again because we'll get a report on on how Chris and the family, not only just Chris, but and, and the family are really liking it. 
So with these ideas supporting your immunity, I don't think it's going to, it doesn't need to be boring, lifeless, or tasteless. There are so many ways to stock your pantry and to stock your fridge and just to get you through this winter season. So thank you, Janice, for sending your question in for me to answer. Now, please head over to leannephillipson.com for some great recipes and links to some of the supplements that I talked about that need to be taken by the whole family. And I've just received a new shipment of Sunshine D3 K2 because I'm really having a hard time keeping that one in stock at the moment. Um, So get them while they last, along with the Bio Boost, the Kid Boost. It absolutely is our bestseller. People love the taste of it and its effectiveness in having the D3 and the K2 together means that your absorption is really, really on point. And pick up a a pack of magnesium too while you're out there for crying out loud. Oh, yeah. Yes, I always hear you guys talk about it, you and your your gaggle of friends out there, you know, (laughs) Coach J and Dr. B and everybody's talking about magnesium. So I started taking magnesium. Did you, Chris? I did. I take it on a regular basis. And? Every single day. And, okay. it, and it did absolutely nothing. No, I'm kidding. I'm I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm kidding. No, I'm really kidding. It, I actually, I yeah. have, I have noticed a difference. Have you? Yes, I have. And what have you noticed? Uh, my joints aren't as, as creaky getting out of bed in the morning. I find myself Ooh. popping out of bed as opposed to just kind of, you know, falling out, yeah. of, out of bed. Yeah. Um, yeah. I have noticed better sleep. I don't yeah. know if that is because of the magnesium. Huge. Okay. Huge, so, huge, huge correlation between the two. Yep. Right. So I'm finding, I find myself, I'm not tossing as much as I used to toss. Hmm. Uh, so, I mean, those two alone, those two yep. alone have increased my, how I feel, how good I feel. It's huge. And, and, and I say it's huge and yet it's something that's sort of quite small and simple because the magnesium rich yep. foods are just as important as all the immune boosting foods that I've talked about. But sometimes you just need that little, that little extra. It's not to say do not focus on all these foods because unless they're there, don't rely on, on supplements only. You have to have it on your plate, in your fridge, and then in your belly. You know what so. else I noticed too? Uh, Charlie horses, which I have suffered from in the past. I'm not getting Ooh. as many of those. As I as I was getting, and again, that's lying in bed. Who knew you knew what you were talking about, huh? (laughs) I would not be without my magnesium bisglycinate, so that's over on SpartRight.com as well. So head on over, head on over there for some of that too. So go forth. Feel good all season long and don't be a slave to the sniffles. Thanks for tuning in. Please share this with anyone and everyone and send in your questions because we love answering them. Like I said, off the top, you know, I come up with all sorts of ideas of the things that I think that you guys, you know, was going to up level your understanding of the things we talk about with Dr. B and the other guests we have on. But also, you still just need to put some sort of meal on the table for the whole family and when you do that with intention and with you know some thought behind it with all the foods that i've talked about then it definitely makes a big difference so like i said send your questions in you can go to social media uh, leanne phillipson and sprout rights channels also sproutright.com and leannephillipson.com i love hearing your comments and your feedback you can rate this podcast as well and uh you know just if there's just something a question you have or something that can turn into a whole episode like this you know this is really what we love doing so have at it 
let's finish off, I guess, with the usual as please remember to eat this one mouthful at a time. <laughs>